Hey everybody, welcome. It's the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. On this Monday, the 19th of February, 2024. So I only have a few things to talk about. Um, obviously, I'm going to talk about the stadium game yesterday, which was freaking amazing. Um, I, I, I can't get over how amazing that was at MetLife. I think that looked better than the one at Yankee Stadium, although the one at Yankee Stadium felt a little bit uh, just different. But um, it was amazing seeing like the Jets and Giants players last night, well, yesterday afternoon. But of course, like the NHL forgets that you're playing an outdoor game. You can't have it at three when there's sun glare. That should have been like scheduled for four o'clock, not three. That's where they made their mistake. But anyhow, I'm going to talk about that. But before I talk about that and some other things with that game yesterday, I am going to, I am going to notice that. Um, Jim Ramsey. That's what I'm going to talk about first. What the hell? What the hell? Can I start with that? Just what the hell? Because, okay. So you have an employee that's been with you for 29 years, just about 30 seasons. Okay. He actually has been. I think, I think 30 was last year, if I'm not mistaken. But in any case, I don't care. It, it's still a long time. And the players obviously love him. What the fuck happened? Like, this organization is so shady. The New York Rangers organization has to be one of the shadiest organizations out there. And that's not just with um, not telling us about injuries, which I'm going to get to in a minute, too. Because I'm tired of hearing day-to-day, upper body, lower body. Oh, my God. Like, other, like, you know, organizations go, oh, he has a, he broke his finger. He has a rib injury. This guy broke his ankle. This guy broke his leg. This guy has a broken nose. Um, blah, blah, blah. No, not with the New York Rangers. We're quiet as hell. We're quiet as hell when it comes to injuries. But other organizations aren't. It just shows you how shady they are. Uh, they're shady. And whatever... I'm not going to believe for a minute some of the shit I read on Twitter. Okay. Oh, he had two phones. Oh, please shut up. He did not have two phones. And if he was giving information to Gordon, don't you think then Montreal would have won? And what exactly information is he going to give? There's no information to give them. Really, seriously. I mean, there's no information to give. Except probably like, you know, injuries on the Rangers, like who was injured and what injury they had uh, or who they were going to trade. Maybe. I don't know. But when you're here for when you work for a company for 29, 30 years, you're going to develop relationships. And it's no doubt in my mind that he developed a relationship with Gordon when Gordon was here. Hence, that's why he's working out for him with Montreal. But, I mean, to say that, and then to say that um, I read, um, what did I read? Oh, you know, I'm like, what did I read? And then I read something else, like, 
he was he was doing other things that the organization didn't like. And when he was fired, Jacob Truba, oh, that's what I heard. Jacob Truba had a screaming match with the, with management. First of all, Jacob Truba has no balls. Why the fuck would he have a screaming match with Jim Ramsey? About Jim Ramsey. He has no balls. You think he's going to have a screaming match with Chris Drury? <laughs> Please, stop it. Stop it there. Whatever transpired between them, I mean, that was just so distasteful, disrespectful, and rude. Not to even, like, welcome him back and be the bigger person. Like, being so freaking petty like that is so stupid. You had somebody who the players all went over and hugged. And that's also what I wanted to say. So, they all went over after the game and hugged. And you have, like, the MSG camera on, like, you know, where the guys go to go back into the, um, the dressing room. Um, the locker room. And, like, Sam and, J- and Joe are, like, talking and talking and talking. Like, they, like, got lost on the ice. And no camera from MSG peered over to, to show you that they were hugging Ramsey. And no one on MSG Network even mentioned it. It's almost like they're barred from saying anything. Which goes to show you the pettiness. I mean, it's complete, it's, it's stupidity on my part. It's stupidity. Whatever. Whatever transpired, I'm sure we will one day freaking find out what happened. Okay. But let me talk about this team. Okay. First of all, even though they've won seven in a row, which is freaking fantastic, I'm going to say this. This is what I'm going to say. This team has forgotten how to back check, how to forecheck, how to take the puck and just throw it to the net. The greedy garbage goals. They want everything fancy. The whole entire game. No matter who they bring in here. It is not going to change the fact. That this team is not. A championship caliber team. Let that sit with you. For a minute. Because just because. You stupid fans. Out there want them to make a trade. For the purpose of making a trade. Is the most stupid asinine thing. This team can fucking do. Okay, let me make that clear. And then we want, you guys want Jake Guzzle. Um, hello, he's injured. He has, I think, a broken finger. Why the hell are we going to trade for a guy that's injured on the Pittsburgh Penguins? Why? And he just signed an extension for five years for $30 million. His cap hit is $6 million. How the hell are we going to pay him? Then you all don't want to trade Kako. He's a free agent. How are you going to re-sign him? How are you going to re-sign Schneider? How are you going to re-sign Johnny Brodinski, who should freaking be here? And then, of course, Ryan Lindgren, who should still be here. And to the asshole on Twitter who called him a bum after he got a stick up in the face near his eye, you're the fucking bum. You probably couldn't last two fucking minutes on the ice. Shut up. I will not have anybody disrespect Lindy. No way. No fucking way. Shut up. And now, let me just say this about him. So, Lindy gets hurt yesterday, okay? And he's on the ice and play continues. What the hell would have happened if the puck hit him while he was down on the ice? 
or a guy fell on him, or they were going to go fight for the puck if the puck landed where he was. The whistle has to blow there. And can we can we stop with this bullshit? Okay. Well, that was he was the guy who hit him with his stick. Whether it's purpose or accident, I don't care. You are responsible for your stick. If there's not going to be a penalty there, something has to happen. Because you're responsible for your stick. Regardless. I don't care what team we're on. And, thanks, and thank you to Vinny Trocek for going after him <clears throat> later on that game. Yeah. And to Lindsay, oh my God, like, that was so scary. I was so scared. I'm so scared for you right now. Because I, I heard that, like, your eye was, like, swollen shut and you had to get stitches. And I'm just praying for you that you're okay. Like, I literally was scared. After seeing you get hit like that. Thank God you had the visor. I think that would have been 10 times worse if you didn't have the visor. But I just hope you're okay. I really, really to God hope you're okay. And it sucks that I won't know until Tuesday. Tomorrow. At some point, they'll say, like, either you're going to play or you're not going to play. Because, you know, they're not going to tell us that you had to get, like, you know, 50 stitches over your eye. Oh, God forbid they tell us. I just hope to God that you're okay. Because I'm really worried about you. That looked scary as hell. So scary. Like I nearly almost cried. Like I was at the point where I was like almost ready to cry after you got hit. And it was very exciting to see the guys come back. But then I was like, oh, damn. Like Lindy wasn't even there to even experience that with his teammates. And then, okay. So now switching gears quickly to the game. You're never going to win a Stanley Cup by being called the comeback kids. Oh, because the reporters go, oh, well, you have 18 comeback wins. I'm going to say this again. When you're down four to one, three to one, especially three to one after the first period in a playoff game. Where there is no shootout, by the way. You can't consistently think that you are going to win by playing that way. You need 60 minutes of in-your-face, aggressive hockey. Literally. You guys have gotten away from all the good things that you did the first 23 games, and you have gone back to bad fucking habits. East-West Coast passing. Okay? Cross-ice passing. Not all coming through the neutral zone at the same time. Out of position. And then to everybody blaming Igor. Yes. Igor needs to be better. He needs to be on top of his game. I agree. But you can't blame it on the goalie when the defense is so poor in front of him. Good defense equals good offense. And good defense is what's going to carry this team. Besides the offense, yes. I know people screaming, oh my God, offense. Yes. And then I have to hear people scream about certain players. Oh my God, why are we paying Goody? He doesn't score goals. That's not his role. His role is not to score goals. 
Why are we paying Truba all the money we have? He hasn't got gold. That's not his role. Truba's role is different. The defense guys that should be scoring goals are Foxy and Miller. Foxy and Miller should be the gold scorers on this team, on the defense. And if they played Zach Wilson, I mean, Zach Wilson, oh my God, <laughs> Zach, sorry, Zach Jones, if they play, can you imagine them playing Zach Wilson for a minute? <laughs> he can't throw a football. Do you think he's going to be able to do it with a hockey stick and a hockey puck, please? Oh, God. Yeah, because you know why I'm thinking about that? They played him at life yesterday. Anywho, no, he didn't show up. Uh, if they play Zach Jones, Zach Jones can score goals. They're your defensemen that can score goals. That's their role. Everybody on the team has a certain role to fill. Not everybody on the team is going to have the same role. Right now, the gold scorers on this team should be Mika, Kreider, Panarin, Lathy, Trocek, and, uh, and Kako. Those are the guys that should be scoring goals. Those are your offensive guys. Those are your top six. Of course, then you have Johnny Burdinsky, who's been fucking amazing. I mean, he just throws it at the net. Just throws it at the net. Garbage goal. Gritty goal. And we did get a few of those last yesterday. Trocek got one. Kreider got one. You know, Mika with his one-timer. That was a, The, the one-timer was awesome, by the way. He looked back in form again. Mika magic, right? But, like, the ones where the guys are in front of the net. Chris Kreider in his office. And, obviously, Trocek and Panarin throwing it to the net, that's what you need to do. That's what this team needs. That's how you're going to win, being greasy and, gr and gritty. Not fancy schmancy, let's pass it here, pass it there. Oh, pass this way. Oh, pass between the legs, pass over here. Oh, another great freaking pass over here. Yeah, no one's going to care. And that's what the power play in the beginning was doing. All they were about was passing, not shooting. You got to take chances on that power play and shoot the puck. Because look what happens when you do. You actually score a power play goal. You do. I was going to say, if they lost, how can you not be inspired by having Mike Keenan and Mark Messier in your fucking locker room? Those two dudes are like icons. And I loved what Mike Keenan said. I loved what Mike Keenan said in the locker room to you guys because he is like dead on, like dead on. If you want to know what it's like to win in New York, and I think that will give you even more purpose, go watch the parades of the New York Giants winning the Super Bowl 2008-2011, the Yankees winning the World Series in 2009. Go watch the Rangers parade. I've watched it many times. 1994 parade. Go watch the Yankees winning in 1996 when nobody, nobody thought they were going to pull that off. That was a surprise win. That was a surprise. Like, they were like Cinderella. Nobody had them winning that year. Nobody did. They were supposed to win in 95, but then they had the strike. Or was that 94? 94, 95 season when they had the strike. 
they were supposed to win them, then they had a strike. Then they didn't make the playoffs, and then they made them. So, But go look at the parade. Watch those parades. Watch how those teams had big dog mentality. Because that's what's going to carry you. Now, I totally agree with the coach who said a winning streak is going to add to your confidence. Definitely, it's going to answer your confidence. And yes, coming back from behind is always going to give you a little boost of confidence, but it's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. You shouldn't always have to be coming from behind. You scored the goal. Gus got the goal in the first. That brought you a little bit life. Right? You had life. Then the Islanders put the pedal to the metal. Of course, they, they, they stink this year. So, of course, they took their foot off the gas. And if you want to look at something, they did exactly what you have done this year. When you have a lead, they sat back. They had a lead, four to one. They sat back. And they let you bring your game back up to par. Back up to what you are expected to do. What you're capable of doing. You had more jump in the second period. Especially after it was 4-2. to two. And then it was 4-3. Even more jump. You had more jump in your, in your game. More ice presence. More knowing what you were doing. You guys looked like big dogs. So think of it in that terms. When I say that like you guys sit back, that's exactly what you look like. You look like the Islanders yesterday who sat back and let you bring your game up a level. You can't do that if you want to win the cup. If you want to win the Stanley Cup, you have to be on top of your game for 60 minutes. And let's learn a lesson here. Do not take penalties in the last, like, you know, five minutes. They had, like, two penalties in the last, I think, six minutes. Two big-time penalties. Do not do that. I mean, our penalty kill is great, but I don't want you to be out there doing that, especially during the playoffs. So then Gary Batman was on Good Morning America this morning. Um, yeah, way to schedule that. President's Day, where everybody's off. Everybody was probably still fucking sleeping at 8 o'clock this morning. Nobody probably fucking even saw him on there. Him saying about all the wonderful, fun-filled things that he has planned between the Olympics and the All-Star Game next year and the following year, blah, 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 and that there's no curse winning the President's Trophy. The guy has his head so far up his ass. And of course, Michael Strahan doesn't ask him important questions. All the, the little fun-filled questions. Like, hello, Gary Bettman, you have two daughters. Are you, are, you, are you telling me that you're okay with sexual assault on women since you can't condemn it as, as a whole? Whether the boys are guilty or not, does it make a difference? You can't just say, uh, you know, the NHL condemns sexual assault against women. And speaking of women, so TD Garden in Boston now is prohibiting people from bringing, bring, bringing big bags. What about the people with special needs that need a bag, that need to bring certain things? 
What about people who bring kids that need to bring certain things like sippy cups and stuff like that and bottles? What about women who, when, like when we have our periods, we have to bring tampons and or pads, you know, depending on what women prefer. Some women like tampons, some women like pads. Um, so how are we supposed to bring them? Have you ever seen what a pad looks like? Do you see what a tampon is? Do you see how big those things are, those items are that we have to carry in because you don't have them in your bathrooms? Like, I don't even think they're at MSG, to be quite honest. I don't think MSG even has them in their bathroom. And they should be free in the bathroom, by the way. I've seen um, facilities that have you know, 25 cents, 50 cents, whatever it is to put in there. Who carries quarters? God, like, hello? Yeah, so the sexism in sports continue. And don't tell me there isn't any. Go back from the rock from which you came if you're going to tell me there's no sexism in sports. Because there is. Seven-game winning streak. Very big comeback. Very emotional game yesterday in regards to the atmosphere, in regards to the classiest thing I think I've ever seen, the, the riding on fire trucks, which I've read, I, I rode on a fire truck during cheerleading parades, during Christmas parades as cheerleading coaches, uh, as a coach, not as a player, um, an athlete. And I, I, can tell you, I was scared stiff being on that fire truck because literally you have to sit, like there's a, like a little area for you to sit if you wanted to sit or you stand up like all the players did. And literally, one false move of the fire truck and you can fall off it off it. Like that's what they're telling us. Like if you're gonna cause we all have to sit. So all my cheerleaders like sat, like there was a little like bench up there for them to sit on. So they sat, we sat on the little bench with our backs towards the uh, towards like, you know, the fire truck. So it was very weird sitting on that fire truck. Um during one of the Christmas parades one year. It was weird. Um it was fun. It was fun being on a fire truck. And I loved seeing the guy's reaction on the fire truck. I thought that was, Keandre Miller was so excited. Um, Lindy was excited. You saw um, high fives with Adam Fox and, and uh, Laffy who were standing on the fire truck. They were brave. Standing over there like that. Um, coming, uh, oh my God. Good for them. Brave, brave souls. Um, but like you saw the emotion that the, that the Ranger players had being on that fire truck. And then being escorted in by the NYPD was even more classy. If you can get even classier, I mean, that was awesome. And having, um, you know, Stephen McDonald's son in, in the locker room with his, with his mom, that was, that was classy too. Um, so, I mean, I thought that was really great. Of course, the Islanders forgot that they needed to do that shit. And they showed up in just their suit and tie. They looked, they were boring. And I think maybe that's why they're playing the way that they're playing. Because and they're boring as hell. Because there's no personality whatsoever. I will say they interacted with their fan base a little bit better than the Rangers did. The Rangers walked in like, you know, like they were waving at people. Yeah, hi. Some of them gave them high fives. Sure, like little high fives and whatever. But you can tell the difference between the two organizations. Rangers were a little classy. They have the NYPD and the FYPD and the FYD, FY, you know, the fire department and the police department. Great. You know, they still had like their suits underneath some of them. Like Lindy looked really good. I got to say, like, 
he had his collar uh dress shirt and he i think he was more a vest or was that a sweater i mean that was amazing to see you like dressed like that um you know and then you have the other the other um series jerseys on coming in um the, the and the fire department jerseys were the red jerseys that the guys wore the stadium jerseys were the um blue jerseys for the nypd amazing uh I was gonna say now. Oh, then you have the right the Islanders um, coming in as suits, boring. But they interacted with their fan base. See the difference? Like the Islanders do have interact, but yet they're boring. <laughs> they have a little bit more personality. But the Ranger players have no personality with the fan base, even at player signings that I've seen before. Like there's no personality. They show no fucking personality. And I know I see people um, advertising uh, Ranger, you know, signings all the time. They show no personality at these signings. They're like, yeah, okay, great. Mm-hmm. Where do you want me to put this? Okay, yeah, I'll sign it over here. Sure. Okay, oh, you want to take a selfie? Sure. Smile. Eh. And then that's it. Like, there's no fucking personality. Why? Are you prohibited from showing your personality? With the fans? I don't get it. I just don't get that. You have some teams that are all about personality, and then you have other teams that have no personality. Zippo. It's amazing to me. That's just clear-cut amazing. So, Tuesday against Dallas, big game. Now, Lindsay, I'm going to say this. Lindsay, dear, hopefully you're okay. Because literally, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm scared to death for you. Because that, that, you know, and somebody pointed out on Twitter that at least it wasn't the sharp part of the stick that got you. Um, and I've watched that replay a couple of times. I just hope to God that you're okay. Because I was really scared. I'm so, I'm so scared for you when that happens. And I should have called, literally, I should have just blown the whistle. I don't care about the goal. I'm just saying, like, you got injured. They should have done that. They did that when Blake Wheeler couldn't get up. You know, Blake Wheeler couldn't get up, and they show, they they did that, too. It's amazing to me. That's just amazing shit. So, you're playing on Tuesday. Lindsay, I will not be playing on Tuesday. Sit this one out. Give yourself some time to recuperate. You're, I mean, first of all, you already have enough cuts by your eyes as it is. Here you're going to have stitches, and I don't even know if you can even see if your eye is still swollen and you can't even open it. Like, I don't know. So I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm guessing that you probably can open one of your eyes this morning. And you have stitches. Who knows how many stitches that take? I mean, you were bleeding. So my guess is like 50 stitches at least. So I just hope you're okay. And I hope you'll be smart enough. Even if they say you can play, I would be like, you know what? Tell them I can tell them to have me sit this one out. I would hope that they would sit you out for Tuesday. Just to have you just sit an extra extra day. And then I believe a travel day is Wednesday. And then you're playing on the road Thursday. So at least give you some time to recuperate. My God. So we'll say big test Tuesday against Dallas. Big game.
Do the Rangers have it in them to win eight in a row? And can they actually score first and keep a lead? Those are my questions. Can they keep a lead on Tuesday? Let's say they score a goal. Can they keep a lead on Tuesday? Or are they going to consistently think that they're the comeback kids? Which is not the way to play. It is not. It is good to come back. I'm not saying it's not. But it, it's very inconsistent for the championship mindset. Because that's the mindset you're setting for yourself. Just think about that before, before I end this. Just think about that. That's the mindset that you're sending yourself and, your, and each other. That all you, it doesn't care. You don't care if you're down 4-0, 5-0, 5-1, 5-2, 1-3-1. It doesn't make a difference to you. You're just going to come back. That's exhausting. That's exhausting for your body, and that's exhausting for your energy. That's exhausting for your mind. That's not what the championship mindset is. You need to start the game as a big dog, not a little dog. Or a little dog pretending to be a big dog. You need to come out there aggressive, in your face, intense. And, oh, I know what I want to say before I go. Can we keep Matt, Maddie up here? Can Maddie Rempe stay up here? Can he literally, it's his time now. Can he stay up here? Because what happened yesterday with him and and that fight and his reaction to it, that's what this team needs. I love when he got into that fight the first time he stepped on the ice for his first shift and everybody on the bench stood up to watch that. Everybody on the bench stood up to watch that. That's what we need. We don't need to make a trade just to make a trade. Can we bring Othman back up here now? Now, during the winning streak would be a great opportunity to bring Offman back up here as the right wing on the first line with, with Kreider and with Mika. Perfect opportunity because the first time he came up here, we, he, we, were, we were sucking. Basically, we were going back and forth between losing a couple in a row, winning, losing, winning. And he really didn't have a really good shot and a really good opportunity. Bring him back up here. Let him be on the first line. Vessi doesn't belong up there. I love the kid. I love the kid. I love the guy, but you know, no. He's a fourth liner. Put him back down on the fourth line. That's where he goes. I, I need him on the fourth line. He's like the closeout. You know, he needs to be on that fourth line, that gritty line. The third line and the fourth line are like the, gri- the, grinder- the grinders and the gritters. That's what I like to call them. The gritters and the grinders. Othman deserves his, his opportunity on that first line with Kreider and Mika. I mean, he, he's very good. He has so much good ice awareness. He's got great awareness in the offensive zone. He's got great skill. Bring him back up here. And, of course, I think Robertson needs to come back up as the 7th D for Tuesday. And then put Jones in. Let Jones play. Because he brings grit. Zach Jones brings a lot of grit. A lot of greasy goals. A lot of grease opportunities. And he's fast. That's what we need. We need speed. Well, we'll see what happens this week. And Lindsay, I hope you're feeling better. I hope you're okay. Um, I said a prayer for you this morning because the eyes are nothing to fool around with. The eyes are nothing to fool around with. And I hope you're okay. Bye.